Hello and welcome to another episode of the Growing Up Sucks podcast. You got your three lovely boys, Chad, Cameron, and Nick. Uh, disclaimer, we cuss and say a lot of dumb stuff that might offend you. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alerts for anything pop culture related, movies, video games, TV shows. Uh, Jack dies at the end of Sense of Um It's not confirmed. <laughs> it's not <laughs> That's confirmed. Just rude. <laughs> it's just rude. This show's been out for like five years now, dude. All right. It's not confirmed at all. Uh, anyway, how you boys doing? Fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Answer my question. Angry. I'm a little salty now. Yeah, fuck you. That's the point here at Going Up Sucks Podcast. Uh, we like to make oh, you it's not. pissed fuck off and uh, buy our merch. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what have you Solid be- plug. What have you become? <laughs> what is Pyre going to you? Pyre. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Did you ever get anybody to buy Pyre with your code? Yeah, some random ass people don't know who they are, <laughs> but nice. Yeah, I, I only got like half of what they bought, so it was only like forty bucks. But it was uh, still good. It's something, yeah. Money's money. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah. So Chad, you got some news for us? Uh, a little what bit you, of exciting news for me. I've been, uh, one of my roommates moved out, so I'm swapping into his room. It's technically the second master bedroom in our house. Man's moving up in the world. Yeah. And it's nice. Got my own bathroom. It's only a little bit like bigger square footage than my previous room, but it's an upgrade. Total upgrade. Got your own bathroom. Got my own bathroom, baby. Yeah, uh, last, well, two days technically counting today, I've been painting and just cleaning in general, half-assedly, of course. Yeah, But I got my computer and everything set up in here. That's why it's so echoey. That's all I have set up is my computer desk. The essential. You don't need anything else. Yeah, I'm pretty much good right now, dude. I'll just lay down a blanket on the floor and sleep. In Honestly, here. I was thinking about it, dude. You could have just turned their room into like a game room for yourself. No, we have someone else who's gonna be moving in. Ah, damn. Yeah. Otherwise, you already know, bro. But you and Ginger both could have your own personal game rooms. <laughs> Still exciting stuff. Yeah. It um, is definitely exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to I see have, what it looks like. I have now lived in every single room in this house. <laughs> every single one, huh? Every single room, dude. <laughs> I started out in Zane's room where he's currently staying, and then I moved into the room that I'm in now or that I was in and then I moved down to the basement where Ginger's at and now I'm in Daniel's room yeah man you have lived in every single room in every single room dude not the not Cody's own room though that's not a room <laughs> <laughs> it was I mean it was to him I guess yeah On to our uh, first topic. Uh, Kim Jong-un. He's dead. Yeah, people people are... Everyone around the world thinks he's dead. Um, because of two pictures. One uh, was in 2019, which is you know, the classic Kim Jong-un. Little chubby. Got the parted hair. You know, one of the okay haircuts in North Korea. One uh, <laughs> of the two okay haircuts. Yeah, 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 of the two. And a picture was released of him now uh, with a full-on, like, 60s haircut 
like shaven sides, like a little bit on top, and thin as hell. I need to actually look at this. I just sent you the photos. Um, he looks like he lost all of his weight. And people obviously all around the world are like, he's dead. They just body swapped him. Yeah, people think that they swapped him out for a double. Because the what government's really pulling the strings. What did you send him on camera? I sent you one on Instagram. People think North oh. Korea's on the attack on Titan, that type shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, he. Photos, Chad. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, it kind of looks like it. Maybe he just got like liposuction or something. Maybe. It like in the eyes, I guess. <laughs> you can, I can see it. <laughs> Say what you really mean, Chad. <laughs> Say what you really mean. I uh, I guess they all look alike to me. Um. <laughs> uh... But no, in the face, like it kind of does look like him. No, his his face structures are the Way same. Less fat. But um, in twenty twenty, I think, or late twenty nineteen, uh, Kim Jong Un fell, or yeah, Kim Jong Un uh, fell ill to to COVID, and he was gone. There's no news coming in or out of North Korea uh, until now. Uh, so yeah, people think he died from COVID, and then just have a buy double. What are your What are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, is dead. I think it'd be pretty pretty wild if he was actually dead. I don't know. I feel like there's other things they could do besides just use a body double. Like, like, like you guys were saying earlier, his kids might be a little too young to be leaders of a country. But I believe he has a sister. Yeah. That is of age. I heard previously that she's pretty fucking evil, though. Oh. Yeah, like pretty recently after Kim Jong Un took power, people were like. We should just assassinate him, blah blah blah, and let people overthrow the government. And then everyone's like, "Nah, his sister is worse." That's what I heard. Right. Is like she's much more like tight-fisted and like won't hesitate to cu- to kill you. Yeah. God, I love a woman that'll just straight up kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking metal, dude. Yeah. Um. So that that's my thoughts. I feel like I, I don't think he's dead. Like he's the leader of a country. He could have easily gotten some kind of surgery to lose weight really fast. What what are your thoughts, Cameron? Oh, I think he's dead. <laughs> you just think he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. dead, bro. That is a government where they would never let panic ensue. So, like, if King Jong-un, like, died because of a disease or whatever reasons, you know, I feel like they would replace him straight up with a body double. And then they would just tell that person how to, what to say and how to, like, lead the country. And they would just do it behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking about North Korea, uh, one of our fans on Instagram uh, messaged us about, and gave us a topic about North Korea. Really? And a North Korea propaganda site was what they call it. Um, states that K-pop stars are treated like slaves and lead a miserable life. Um, So it says, a North Korean news website has reported that K-pop idols in South Korea 
are being treated like slaves by large companies and live, living a miserable life. Um, there's a website called Errang Mary. I don't know the, how you fucking... Um, and they were like had like a whole news headline about how South Korean youth singers owned by big companies forced to live miserably. Um, and it says it referred this is coming from a propaganda site. Yeah, uh, it referred to K-pop artists in general as youth singers, and mentioning BTS and Blackpink as examples. Uh, said so most of them signed exclusive contracts with large companies such as SM Entertainment at a young age and were trained to become pop stars. I mean, it's not too different from like Disney, like child actors. Heard horror stories of them, like a lot of them just disappear after their careers over at Disney. Yeah, because they like not not like disappear and die, but they just fall off the map. They just don't want to work anymore. They get put into the fucking small world ride. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they get made to do animatronic. (laughs) They get turned into cyborgs and just stuck in there. Uh, but no, there's there's you know examples like um, Demi Lovato, you know she, uh, she was a Disney actress and then had a huge drug problem and you know blamed it on the industry. Yeah, I don't know if uh, she has like I because obviously I'm not speaking from experience, but like it's harder to hear her say that it's the industry's fault when she's you know from one second she's a straight you know female and then next she's immediately turned lesbian and all this shit so I'm like I don't know it just feels like she doesn't know who she is kind of thing um yeah yeah, I suppose that's fair. Uh, well, I mean, there's you know, there's other examples like Selena Gomez went through a similar thing. Yeah. Um, both of them like came back from it, and uh, like both of them, huh? I said Selena Gomez. <laughs> Every dude's crush on fucking Wizards of Waverly's place. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, she kind of fell off after Wizards of Waverly Place, and you know, when she got older. But she came back as a singer, and I don't know if she acts anymore. But I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah, I just I've heard some horror stories of, of child actors, not even just from Disney, just child actors being treated like shit. So it's not too far fetched to think that you know children in Korea are dealing with the same thing. Well, not to mention Korea treats everyone like that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean they're talking about South Korea, and South Korea is a capitalist society just like us. Yeah. Yeah, but like in the in the whole article, uh, it says the report said that the company separated the singers from the outside world and put them through harsh training while allowing them to sleep only two or three hours a day. Yeah, that's fucked. If that's true, <laughs> if it further, it further said the companies suck most revenues out of the singers under a nominal purpose of using the money to train them. Okay. And what the, what they mean what they mean by training is like studio time, you know, and basically constantly, you know, using their plat, you know, Instagram, Facebook to like market kind of kind of thing. And train them uh for stage. Um it also says in addition to their harsh training, they suffer inhumane humiliations and treatments. Uh, young female singers are even forced to sexually please politicians and industrialists. Uh, yeah. <laughs> many, okay. Many youth singers suffer mental and physical pains and are living are in a living prison. 
Some of them even took their own lives, leaving suicide notes saying it was hard to go on like this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's fucking wild, dude. They're committing suicide. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, Because you can even see, like, on YouTube and, like, videos on other places, um, K-pop singers who pass out on stage because how much they're forced to work and all that type of thing. See, I'm not into K-pop in the slightest. I I had no idea about any of this, to be honest. But if... I mean, some... Some of the BTS songs slap. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of them. Some of them are good. Hey man, if they sing any of the intros to like popular animes, I've probably heard their music. I don't think they do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much where I get all of my like uh, Japanese music. I get yeah, J-pop. So... <laughs> Nah, most of it's just like metal, honestly. Um, but yeah, the article continues saying that Kim Jong Un uh, must have been an avid K-pop fan. Maybe he doesn't want to reveal that, so he wants his people to distance themselves from K-pop while he can enjoy it secretly. You're gonna keep K-pop all to himself. Yeah. So these these are. Uh, like people commenting on this article because the article was made in North Korea. And so people are just like making fun of it. Like another one is K-pop must be on fire in North Korea right now. Me- mesmerizing North Korean youths and all. Jesus. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, they're just pulling shit out their ass. Mm-hmm. That's about it, as much as I can find. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to be able to find too much on that, honestly. Especially if it's a story that's like just breaking. I was trying to get covered up. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It, I mean, it's in South Korea, so there might be we might be able to get some more news on it in the future but for now it's mostly speculation i guess hey bro you either fucking join k-pop and suck off a dictator or you join the military that's your that's your option yeah i mean they have uh, like the one-year mandatory military service like a lot of countries in asia and europe but I I don't think it's very likely for them to see action. No. So yeah, it might suck. You, you know, you get to waste a year of your life. I mean, you will learn some valuable life skills, I suppose. So I mean, if it's really that bad, you. Uh, if it's really that bad being a uh, K-pop singer, it sounds worse than joining the military. Like, yeah. they, they deprive you of sleep and shit, but you do get more than two hours. <laughs> yeah, it sounds worse. It, sound, it sounds like I would, I would do military over K-pop. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was born to sing. <laughs> oh god, I'd kill myself too if I was a K-pop singer. Oh wow. <laughs> but yeah, that's brutal, Cameron. That's what um, I'm saying. Like they're choosing to do this over just one year of like service. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because basically what it sounds like is that when they sign a contract with their record label, most of the money that they make during their contract goes to, their g- goes to the company, you know, the, the company or their, uh, yeah, what's another word? Record label. Jesus Christ. Uh, but then you have like artists like BTS who are so famous that they end up 
like ending their contract and now they make money for themselves so like i was like going into k-pop i understand they're like man if i blow up and act like i don't know nobody like if they blow up and then they end their contract they could make a lot of money for themselves because they're already famous you know like bts are, are massive here in america yeah, they've they've achieved a new market, so they don't really need that record label. Yeah, you gotta hope that you stay big because if you ever have to go back, uh, they won't be too happy with you. Luckily, they found another country full of weebs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was one of the topics. The other one that uh, our fan gave us uh, is MK Ultra. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> yeah? Do you, you know what it's about? Yeah. This one is actually, like, confirmed and pretty fucking retarded of our government. No. So, Cameron, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us what it is. Tell the fans. Uh, So the gist of it is, was it the CIA? Yep. Tried to make superhumans. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember the... I think they want to say it was, like... Right after the Cold War? It was like during the Cold War. During the Cold War, tensions obviously were high with uh, our secret red enemy, as they would put it. <clears throat> so they started initiating experiments on human subjects, uh, the CIA that is, which are obviously very illegal. <laughs> and it was, uh, they were developing procedures and trying to identify like different strands of like LSD for interrogations and then they started to do like brainwashing and like psychiatric torture on these people to try to make them superhuman like well with like uh, telekinesis I think was the main one mm-hmm. and uh, the worst part about it is uh, they decided they wanted to watch the span of these people become superhuman so they mostly use children well, yeah, well, a lot of the thinking was that kids' brains weren't fully developed so that they could, using drugs and, like, LSD and such, they could kind of shape the way their brain is formed. Yeah. And hopefully give them telekinetic powers mm. and things like that. So, yeah, the half, ability of, to half of the project was to give them superpowers, and the other half was to develop LSDs that could induce uh, brainwashing. So like I know Black Ops One took a little uh took a little inspiration from MK Ultra. Because uh in reality, MK Ultra's LSD project to like manipulate brainwashing, they were going to try to brainwash Fidel Castro. Uh their intentions of what they wanted him to do after he was put under their like mind control, I guess. No idea. <laughs> But they were, he was their main target at the time. Yep. Um, so the article on it, but basically all the ways that they tried these experiments. Um, so it says MKUltra was a top secret CIA project, uh, which the agency conducted hundreds of clandestine experiments, uh, sometimes on unwitting U.S. citizens. To yeah, assess they used, the... like electroshock and like hypnosis. Yep. Uh, it says to assess the potential use of LSD and other drugs for mind control, information gathering, and psychological torture. Yeah. <laughs> um, it lasted from 1953 up until about 1973. Uh, details of the illicit program didn't become public until 1975, during a congressional investigation into widespread illegal CIA activities around the world world and united states so this was in the middle of the cold war uh 1950s 1960s where the u.s government feared the soviet chinese and north korean agents um that they were using mind control to brainwash u.s prisoners of war in korea like pow's so the director of the cia his name is alan duels d-u-l-l-e-s Approved MK Ultra in 1953, and he um, he said he aimed to develop techniques that could be used against Soviet bloc enemies 
to control human behavior with drugs and other psychological manipulators. Um, so this program involved more than 150 human experiments involving psychedelic drugs, paralytics, and electroshock therapy. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, one of the most famous ones was called Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> Excuse me. Did you like Climax? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Operation Midnight Climax was part of the MK Ultra project in which the government employed prostitutes uh, that lured unsuspecting men to CIA safe houses <laughs> where drug experiments took place. Oh, damn. That was actually a good name for that. <laughs> Midnight Climax. <laughs> <laughs> so the CIA dosed the men with LSD and then while at times drinking cocktails behind a two-way mirror. Watch the drug effects on the men's behavior. Recording devices were installed in the prostitutes' rooms disguised as electrical outlets. Uh, These took place mostly in San Francisco and Marin County, California, and in New York. Um, The program had little oversight, and the CIA agents involved admitted that a freewheeling, party-like atmosphere prevailed. So... (laughs) They didn't really give a shit about the experiments. They were just like, eh, it's a party. Well, yeah, they were given fucking <laughs> drugs and shit, dude. No, the, the CIA agents that were behind the two-way glass. I know, that's what I'm saying. They were given a bunch <laughs> of drugs to give to people, and they're just like, you know what? I might as well give it a try. <laughs> partying, baby. It's a fucking party, bro. Hey, quit being such squares. <laughs> It's a party. Um, and then one of the most famous deaths was a guy named Frank Olson. Uh, he was a scientist who worked for the CIA. And at a CIA retreat, Olson drank a cocktail that was secretly spiked with LSD. A few days later, uh, he tumbled to his death out of a window in New York City from a hotel room. And yeah. an alleged suicide. Yeah, so the family of his decided to have a second autopsy performed in 1994. This is 40 years later. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, from, so he died in 1953. And they did an autopsy in 1994. So from 53 to 94. There was still a body to cut open? <laughs> uh, I guess. And basically the family was like, they've uh, found... Obviously, LSD in the system, somehow. And a friendly team found injuries on the body that had likely occurred before the fall. So they, the family suspected that the CIA might have assassinated him. And so after, it says, after prolonged legal proceedings, the family w- was awarded a settlement of $750,000. And received a personal apology from President Gerald Ford and then CIA Director William Colby. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so. big. Yeah, that's them admitting that this happened. Yeah. And then it goes on to say like other like famous participants. Um one of one of which was the author for of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ken Kate oh Ken Kesey. He was involved? Yeah, he volunteered for experiments with LSD while he was a college student <laughs> at Stanford. Oh, of course. <laughs> Volunteered for LSD. Okay. Yes, Uncle Sam. I'm um, glad other they notable, take this so LSD. So <laughs> um, other notable people who volunteered uh, was Robert Hutner. Um, he was a, the Grateful Dead lyricist. Okay, of course. That uh, makes Ted, sense too. Ted Kaczynski, better known as the Unabomber. <laughs> no way. Yeah, he also apparently volunteered. And... J- uh, James Joseph Whitney Bulger. His name's Whitney. He is a notorious Boston mobster. And then, All these yeah. people make but... sense. Except the Unibomber, I guess. I don't really <laughs> get that one. That one makes the most sense. Yeah, you're right. Huh. Huh. Oh, I was thinking Zodiac Killer. I was like, how did they know that the Unibomber was involved? <laughs> they never caught him. Oh, that's, that's Zodiac Killer. Yeah. 
Like we just assume he's involved. <laughs> yeah. Free drugs. Yeah, I do agree, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yikes, bro. Yeah, so uh wild. Yeah. <clears throat> For those who still aren't following, the example I used the other night was um, Stranger Things. If you've seen that show, Eleven is an MK Ultra child. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's what they were trying to accomplish was create Eleven essentially. Man, this isn't like the only time that like the CIA has use drugs for experiments um there's two other mks there's mk chickwit which is um the caa was a partner program at mk search and the goal was to identify new drug developments in europe and asia and to obtain information and samples so they, they basically want to run the whole drug ring yeah. Uh, and then there's MK often, which is to test the behavioral and toxicology effects of certain drugs on animals and humans. MK often. Do you MK often? <laughs> MK often. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bring it back, baby. Could have worked for all we know. There might be some telekinetic people out there. Oh, by now they'd be really fucking old. Yeah, but imagine if you change, like, change someone's brain like that. I'm sure it would pass on to their kids in some way. Maybe one day we'll see some superheroes. <laughs> one day. Probably supervillains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably <laughs> an Omni Man situation. Yeah. I mean, I Where the fuck his name is? Oh, Homelander. Yeah. You said Highlander, didn't I? Yeah. It sounds cooler than Homelander, honestly. Yeah. But that, those are the two topics. Um, there's a bunch more like the CIA has done to U.S. citizens. Like they've yeah. they've done human radiation experiments. Uh, they've violated over a hundred human rights. Uh, they've done unethical human experimentation. Uh, they had a poison laboratory uh, of the United of the Soviet secret services. And then there's one called Unit 731. Unit um, 731. Yeah, it uh, was a co covert biological and chemical warfare research and development unit of the Imperial Japanese Army that undertook lethal human exper experimentation during the Second Sino-Japanese War of World War II. Oh. <laughs> Wait, well, hold on. They did what? Uh, it, it was they basically uh, tried to create biological weapons, chemical weapons, and explosives. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um. So Jap Japan started working on it, but then, um, on May sixth, nineteen forty-seven, uh, Douglas MacArthur. 
as Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces, wrote to Washington that additional data, possibly some statements from Ishii, which is the uh, head scientist there, can probably be obtained by informing Japanese involved that information will be retained in intelligence channels and will not be employed as war crimes evidence. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. an interesting one um i didn't i didn't know that happened in world war ii uh they started using it in world war ii yeah from 1935 to 1945 they had super mustard gas um i can see what they what they tried to make maybe yeah, I mean, as far as I, I don't, I don't remember hearing anything in all the like documentaries so, I've watched, at least that the Japanese used too many chemical, uh, like chemical warfare. So they gave, so they took POWs and citizens from Japan, put them in like rooms. Uh, and like one, like one of them was giving them, uh, injected them with diseases <clears throat> disguised as vaccines. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> to study their effects, and ah. to study the effects of untreated venereal diseases, um, males and female prisoners were deliberately infected with syphilis and gonorrhea, then studied. Uh, prisoners were also repeatedly subject to rape by guards. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of them was vivisection. So they used thousands of men, women, children, and infants uh, interned at, at POW camps. And vivisection is basically performing surgery while you're awake. And they don't give you anesthesia and usually ending with death. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, they did that. They performed on prisoners after infecting them with diseases, basically to find out what it does to your body. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So biological warfare. Um, they were involved in research development and experimental deployment of epidemic creating bio, bio warfare weapons and assault against the Chinese populace. So they're trying to make basically COVID, but just worse and use it against Chinese they yeah, used... like they were on an extermination campaign against the Chinese for some reason, dude. <laughs> uh, they had plague-infected fleas, which is one of their big ones. My God. Uh, they were spread by low-flying airplanes upon Chinese cities. Uh, they killed tens of thousands of people with bubonic plague epidemics. Uh... Yeah, basically they just bombarded 12 Chinese cities with a bunch of diseases and plagues. Uh, they were bubonic plague, chloria, smallpox, and botulism. Those are Botch- some of the big oh ones. Oh my god, dude. They okay. were doing the bubonic plague? That's <laughs> fucking risky. <laughs> yeah. Um, da, da, da. Jesus, dude, what the so fuck? they made bombs that enabled Japanese soldiers to launch biological attacks. So they infected with these diseases agriculture, reservoirs, wells, as well as other areas with anthrax, plague carrier <gasps> fleas, typhoid, dysentery, and chloria, and other deadly pathogens. So they were trying to play motherfucking um, what's that <laughs> game Pandemic? called? Pandemic. Yikes. You're talking about the one where you like evolve your own disease? Yeah, Plague Inc. That's what that is. Plague Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to play that shit in real life. Is what it sounds like. Jesus Christ, dude. This was the um, CIA? No, so this is Japan. 
but then the the CIA came in at the end of World War II after we won and was like, give me all your information or you'll be dead. It will kill you. (laughs) And whatever you give us won't be used as war crimes. Okay. Um, It says, during the final months of World War II, Japan planned to use plague as a biological weapon against San Diego. (laughs) It was scheduled to launch on September 20th. Yeah. September 22nd, 1945, but Japan surrendered five weeks earlier. God, we were so close to being rid of San Diego. <laughs> Damn it. They, they pulled up in that place like, where did you want to attack? Ohio! What? Oh, okay. Alright. We can postpone the war crime thing. Um, they, also, they also use human targets to test grenades positioned at various distances. Flamethrowers were tested on people to see what happens. Uh, see what also, happens. Just see what happens. Uh, victims they burn were also, people. <laughs> they're, all, they <laughs> they're also tied to stakes and used as targets to test pathogen-releasing bombs, chemical weapons, shrapnel bombs with varying amounts of fra- uh, fragments and okay. es- explosive bombs as well as bayonets and knives. Uh, I... I don't know what was going on through their head when they they thought of this, but uh, nothing. yeah, absolutely nothing. I got murder on my mind. Yeah, they wanted to fucking kill. That was what was on their mind. Um, they also tested frostbite. <laughs> uh, by taking captives outside, dripping or dipping various appendages into water of varying temperatures, and allowing the limb to freeze. Once frozen, uh, army engineer. Hisato Yoshimura uh, would strike their affected limbs with a short stick, emitting a sound resembling that which a board gives when it is struck. These people were monsters. Yeah. So they give them frostbite and then hit their limbs. Yeah, and this is ice was then chipped away with the affected areas being subjected to various treatments, such as being doused in water, exposed to heat or fire. So basically, they're using like live humans, giving them frostbite, testing to see what happens, chip the ice away, and then test it some more, see if you can like get rid of frostbite. Uh, what happened if water, you know, that type of shit. You know, they could have just done what they did back in the day and test us on pigs. I don't know, man. They could have. Could have. Japan built different, dude. We've, we've talked about the U.S. And we've talked about Japan now. We can't leave Russia out of this. So there's... It has de- it has been pushed up by the Russian government as a scary story, like an urban legend kind of thing. But have you ever heard of the Russian sleep experiment? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So basically... I don't have all the details, but... I have the wiki. <laughs> 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 Close enough. So basically, it's been broken down as a creepy pasta, but at the same time, it's actually an urban legend because they believe with Russia being as cautious as they are, they were just like, "Guys, ah, it's just a scary story to tell the kids." But many people believe it actually happened. So basically, it was the 1940s. It was a covert Soviet test facility. And it was military sanctioned, so the the Russian government sanctioned these experiments. So it was five political prisoners who were kept in gas chambers, and they were slowly like given like gas to keep them awake. And on basis of the name Russian sleep experiment, their goal was to keep these people awake for thirty days straight, which has never happened. <laughs> I think you would die before that. So the gas literally keeps them awake for 30 days straight. And basically it turned into, it became a creepypasta because of uh, the scary stories given to the government of Russia after the researchers left them awake for 30 days. And basically they went fucking insane, which any person, I mean, after 1 a.m. we turn into retards. So these people were like that for 30 days. They began, they were given stuff to, like, keep themselves entertained, and they were fed regularly, so it wasn't like they were being tortured. They were just kept awake for 30 days, 
and they started to go insane kind of thing. Because their goal was to reach an unlocked piece of the mind that they thought could be induced by no sleeping. And uh, (laughs) basically after a few days, they started throwing their own shit at the portholes that the researchers used to look through. So that they couldn't they couldn't see the people. They they started to like block off like they turned like into savages and started like blocking the portholes so they couldn't be seen by the researchers. Oh my god, dude. They like the yeah, their feral the feral section of their mind came out, is what it sounds like. Yeah. And basically they left them like that for a few days and then they were they were tired of it and they used an intercom to see if the subjects were still alive. And they got, like, a short response back that wasn't audible for, like, a human being. And it says that some of them performed a lethal and severe mutilation and disemboweled themselves. Which, uh, for you guys who don't know what disembowelment is, they literally ripped all their organs out of their stomach. Uh, They started to eat parts of their body. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then they, some of them would rip off body parts and let the blood pour into the drain, and then plug the the drain with like fingers, so that it would flood the the tube. Oh my god. But the thing was, when they opened the chamber finally for the subject still living, they refused to leave the chamber. And beg the scientists to keep administering the stimulant that kept them awake. And they killed one soldier and severely injured the other one when they tried to like remove him out of the chamber, like the subject. So basically, their experiment showed off that they went feral. They had exhibited extreme strength and unprecedented resistance to drugs and sedatives. And they, they were staying alive. So the ones that disemboweled themselves, they were still alive. And the only thing that kept them living was the desire to get more of the stimulant to stay awake longer. Because if any of them fell asleep, the ones who fell asleep, they died after falling asleep. Oh my god. Yeah. And, I was uh, gonna say some... maybe maybe they did unlock something, but now it seems like they just wanted to not die. Yeah, they basically did like electrophysical monitoring on their brains and stuff to see what was going on. And some of them were dead, like in the brain. The brain had registered as dead, but they were still like moving around and like crawling. And they was one back in the chambers, and one of them before being returned. To the chamber, it basically said, so nearly free. So basically, they thought the experiments were successful, but it wasn't what they thought. They expected to get some kind of like, like 100% like unlocking of the brain and knowledge. But basically, all it did was reveal an, a dormant part of the mind that created nothing but evil scenarios within the mind to make a person completely evil on actions and that's and they say every person has that and it's kept in check by sleeping okay yeah yeah and the subject that was just like the last subject they figured that out on and then yeah the scientist shot him in the chest and then he was dying on the floor that's when he murmured uh so nearly free uh so basically it was spread through urban legend and creepypasta to young Russian children that if you didn't sleep, an evilness would take over your brain. But a lot of people believe that it was used as an excuse to, like, get away with these experiments. They're obviously against... They were crimes against humanity. Yeah. That's more than likely what it was. Just an excuse. Yeah. But to this day... There's been plenty of books and movies and creepypastas written, but no one has ever proved that it was real or not. But there is lots, because apparently Russia had their toes in some some fucking fucked up shit back in World War II. 
Yeah, it says here they were basically made into ghoul-like creatures. Yeah, that was probably one of the most fucked up tests of, like tests anybody's ever done. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that even to this day, Russia's like it's just an urban legend, guys. Come on. Which now, by now, they honestly could not know. Like there could be no way they'd know, probably, because files just don't go back that far anymore. But could have very well actually happened, for all we know. So remember, kids, if you don't go to sleep and your parents tell you, you turn into a monster. <laughs> you die. <laughs> it says some say the design for how they looked after the experiments is what inspired the ghouls in Fallout. Oh my god. So they basically look like Fallout 4 ghouls. Like how they look in that. That's how the... the the political prisoners looked after the 30 days of being kept awake. <laughs> Yummy. And if that's true, man, I feel for them because the ghouls in Fallout look disgusting. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start going to bed more. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll start getting eight hours. Yeah, good night, guys. <laughs> oh, God. You have to cut takes, this one short. All it takes 30 days to become a fucking ghoul, dude. A whole fucking month. Yeah. Dude, I can barely pull all nighters anymore. So, yeah. there's no way. The only the way. The body physically can't. They were. The only way it was possible, they were fed stimulants through gas-like substances to keep them awake. Yeah, the only way I can stay up, like, hella late, is if, like, a video game is interesting to me, and I don't want to put it down. Or, we like, let's say we play, like, For Honor, where it gets our fucking blood pumping. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I kind of want to play For Honor tonight. I gotta go to bed. After this. <laughs> I know. This last fucking couple days, man, fucking killing me. Better to get plenty of sleep. <laughs> Make sure you get your eight hours. Unless you want to <laughs> disembowel yourself. <laughs> uh, I used to watch this guy who talked about creepypastas like that. And that was one of them. And I stopped watching his channel when he said that this is actually rumored to be a true story. And I was like, oh, no. Nope. <laughs> no more of that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, I'm done. <laughs> You're fake. There was another one about a... He's called the Sandman. And basically, you know how it's like Sandman bring me a dream? Well, in the creepypasta for the one I listened to, he would bring you your deepest wish. And then after, like, five years, he'd take it back. And this guy wished for a child. <laughs> and so he, like, gave him his child. But after, through, like, the, the years, like, two years leading up to the fifth one, he, like, took the kid's eyes and his voice and his mouth and, like, put it back on his own body. That's fucked up. Yeah, that was that one isn't true, but that true. one is a, clearly a creepypasta. Yeah. Fucking fun to listen to. <laughs> is this what you listen to when you go to bed? I used to. What? I used to listen to creepypasta as well. Yeah, I used to listen to creepypastas when I went to bed. Not oh, when okay. I go to bed, but because some of them actually kind of freaked me out. I did. <laughs> it was always like I wanted the hopes of like throwing hands the things I listened to about it. <laughs> throwing hands. Yeah. <laughs> it just turned into nightmares because obviously dreams are dreams. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so most of those creepypastas ended in nightmares, man. I want to throw hands at the Wendigo, and then it's just me screaming for two minutes. Ah! I think that's creepypasta is the first place I heard about, like, Slenderman as well. Uh, the game was the first time I ever heard about it. Yeah, I heard about the first time of the game. And, like, same with, like, Siren Head. Siren. Well, I don't uh, even know where Siren Head came from. I I learned a Siren Head from one of the kids at our at my school. He talked about it. I'm like, what the fuck is Siren Head? So I looked it up, and yeah, it's one of those like creepy pasta thing. I think it was a creepy pasta, and they started making games about it. I remember there's a uh, Siren Head mod for Fallout. That's the first place I saw it. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I was obviously, you guys have heard, I'm really interested in, like, Lost Cities and stuff like that. But I was really interested in, like, scary shit inspired off of real shit. Like, Silent Hill. There's an actual town. I can't remember where it's at. But it has, like, an active, like, steam geyser under it. So it actually is always looking like that. And people literally can't live there anymore. Yeah, there some of the best creepypastas were, like, there was one about an abandoned... Disneyland or something on some island. Oh, yeah. So it's like shit like that, just abandoned places are always the ones that I like to listen to. Also really into like creepy like videos. Like I'm a sucker for those really fake top five like top five scariest ghost encounters. (laughs) Or, like, not even the ghost one. It's just, like, top five scariest things caught on camera. And it has, yes. a, like, varies between, like, monsters and ghosts and stuff like that. And, like, sightings of, like, animals that are, like, disgusting. Huh. I don't like the ones where it's, like, burglar almost got into my house caught on camera. I was like, that's <laughs> too real. That's too real for me. I also like seeing that one. I also like seeing like those videos of like top ten you know creepiest things caught on camera, and they're using like one of those disposable motherfucking cameras that have terrible ass quality. It's always gonna be terrible quality. I don't know because the people filming it are scared. No, because all the creepiest videos ever made are like from people who have shitty phones or like it's from like two thousand where they all had flip phones. Yeah, I'm a I think for that <laughs> I think people just purposely make the pictures look shittier too, like to be so easy to put a filter on it. Yeah, uh, so you can't really see what it is. Yeah, we are really into like unsolved mysteries, and like even better when it's like unsolved mysteries with like actual photos or footage. It's just like. Like, one of them was this chick who was, like, acting sporadic on, like, a CCTV video in, like, a hotel and, like, talking to somebody in the elevator and nobody was there and she was, like, walking in and out of it. And then, like, the next day they found her dead in, like, the giant water jug on the roof. What the fuck? Yeah, like, face down in the water. Huh. All right. What's the scariest creepy pasta story thing you've heard of, Chad? Um, probably the abandoned Disneyland one. Like. Obviously, it's all fake and everything, but like Mr. Creepypasta is who I would listen to. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like a really good storyteller. Like, he probably script wrote out this entire script word for word, but just the way he detailed things and all that really, really made your skin crawl, you know? 
when I was younger, fucking, I can't remember the actual name of it, but it was a Zelda creepypasta from Majora's Mask. And it uh, was, like, Drowned Ben or whatever. It's basically about, like, a kid whose soul got transferred into a copy of Majora's Mask because he, like, died and like from drowning, and he, like, haunted people through the game. Oh. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, we have reached our time limit. Uh, thank you again if you made it this far. Make sure to check out our Instagram and Twitter for all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, we're starting to use our Twitter or Twitter, uh, Instagram a little bit more, and our, and our Twitter. Um, we we fell off that and stopped using it. Uh, make sure to check out our merch. Uh, buy some uh, good ass sweat uh, sweatshirts, hoodies. They they comfy. They look nice. I like them. <laughs> uh, and make sure to check our Discord, which is how we're doing this episode today. Um, we would love to have you guys as a guest. We love hearing different experiences from everybody, different stories. Uh, so make sure to check out that link. And uh, thank you again. And we'll see you in the thank next you one. For the, thank you for the listener that sent us those two Oh, yes. Too. Big thank you to the listener that um, gave us those topics. We appreciate you. And we'll see you in the next one.